Welcome back to the Takes with Tailgaters podcast. My name is Talon Hauser and alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. How is it going? So See, I, didn't, I didn't steal your shit this time. I appreciate you that. You're Thank welcome. you. You're welcome. I was like very conscious of it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make Caden's day. We were on like I'm a four ep long. streak of you just saying, how's it going? Me having awkwardly nothing to say. <laughs> You're just like left with like, uh, hi. Anyway, it's honestly the toughest part of the show. Yeah, no. It's just 100%. figuring out what to say at the beginning. We have a fantastic episode for you guys. We got more NBA playoffs, Suns Nuggets series just wrapped up. We got a lot of controversy around that. We got some other series going on. And then Luka Doncic on the move. Apparently he's going to Indiana. Crazy, wild stuff. Uh, then we got Euro 2020's international soccer, which I don't know if you guys are a fan of, but you should be. I'm a huge international soccer guy, and it's the best time of the year. Well, actually, yeah, a year. But also next week at the World Cup. So it's fantastic. We get, now that is cool. We get I do watch the we World get Cup. the Euros, which is just the best teams in Europe duking it out, and then literally the next year we get the World Cup. Crazy, never happened before. So let's go, Dubs. Then we have a ad read from our amazing partners in Miller Theaters, and actually, Caden, there's a little something going on on the 19th. Would you like to? Tell listeners what's up. We'll just we'll save it for the ad read. It's a little spice though. Oh, but it's something we're gonna be at. Well, now I feel like an idiot. Anyway, uh, then we got Julio Jones to the Titans, which as a Colts fan, you'd think I'd have some opinions about that, and I'm gonna share them with you guys later. And then finally, to wrap it up, we have some NHL NHL playoff recap. So let's get into it. Caden, what's the best thing you saw this week? Best thing I saw this week is that Le'Veon Bell is the only person on this continent who hates Andy Reid for no reason. Um, I don't have the quote right in front of me, so I apologize. But just to summarize, he basically said he would rather retire first than play for Andy Reid ever again. And um, that's a little dramatic. Number one, a little bit. Number two is there's like nobody else that hates Andy Reid. People literally come out of retirement to play for Andy Reid. So like, I, just, I mean, he's true. Someone did. Someone did just do that. <laughs> it literally just yeah. happened. I don't know. He he is the player's coach. So and he also like went to Kansas City to play with Andy Reid. Now I will give him a little bit of respect because he didn't backtrack afterwards. He said like I said what I said. I didn't like how I handled it, but you know. It, that's how I feel. So at least he didn't backtrack like most of these people try to do, but it was still like very blatantly just rude to it, say. It, it just feels like to me, you know, Le'Veon was, it was finally like when you looked back at that old Steelers team, you're like, okay, maybe Le'Veon wasn't the issue. Maybe Le'Veon was just kind of just misunderstood, kind of just got thrown into some stuff. You know, you know what? Maybe he's changing. Nope. This is the same Le'Veon Bell that was a drama queen in Pittsburgh. And yeah, I see it now. Just it's it's kind of just like Le'Veon. Uh, you, the entire NFL loves Andy Reid. You're everyone's gonna back up Andy on this one, no matter what you say. Just off of reputation, we're gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna trust the guy who's like top three in all time love for the NFL. And is he like mad about? Was he mad about his role? I mean, because that's what I'm kind of thinking that he was it upset has to about be, his right? role on the team. It has, it has to, to be. be. So that's what I was what talking think, to Talon about. That's what I was talking to town about before we started was I think what happened was he thought he was going to get an equal opportunity to get the starting job, um, which was not the point because we just drafted Clyde. Yeah, you um, just drafted a running back in the first round. You're not getting the same opportunity as him. You so man. and he literally got his chance because Clyde didn't play for like four or five weeks. And guess what? He played like ass and Andy Reid never runs the ball. 
And yeah, yeah like, no, you went on the same team as Patrick Mahomes. What did you think was going to happen? You think this is going to be some grit and grind Colts football? No. So I don't know. It just it felt no. very out of left field, very unnecessary because he's not even with the team anymore, which I guess just let him feel like he could say this. But yeah, it's whatever. I guess he just doesn't really want another job in the NFL. It's his deal. T-Dizzle, what about you? Best thing you saw this week? Best thing I saw this week was awesome. Ernie Johnson won an Emmy for i don't remember the exact term of the award but it was like most outstanding sports show host or whatever uh and just i don't know just want to just give some love to ernie johnson one of ernie johnson's the boy one of the best sports media people in our generation that we're ever going to talk about um what was exactly called he got the 2021 sports emmy award for outstanding sports personality studio host nice that feels like it was just created for yeah the it was a very specific cast. one uh, <laughs> it was still an emmy um but yeah still an emmy and ernie johnson definitely deserves it he really rounds out that uh that inside the uh, nba he does i i really like his hosting skills yeah. i mean because he's a really great host but yet he also adds and contributes a lot of great insight well he does a good job at moderating and a like big bringing the tempo yeah. down well, a and little some, bit when it gets a little bit too eccentric um and he does it like with taste he does he's not like super yeah. boring or bland and he so. doesn't make things feel like awkward almost he'll, he'll and sometimes he'll like you know be like chuck Shaq, like calm down and I'll be like Shaq, you're a bitch <laughs> and he'll just like throw in a little like jab and be like all right let's keep going and he definitely has that like funny old man uh humor to him so ernie johnson you're one of uh my favorite people in the world the best thing uh, I saw this week... You and Kevin Harlan. Yes. Oh, for sure. Kevin Harlan's up there, too. best thing I saw this week was the CN Tower was lit red, blue, and white to represent the Montreal Canadiens, who were Canada's last hope for the Stanley Cup. And why this is kind of crazy is the CN Tower's in Toronto, okay? In the first mm-hmm. round, the Canadians played Toronto, mm-hmm. and they came back from 3-1, so now Toronto's tower is lit up in the Canadians' colors. Okay. Kind of, a, kind of a big punch in the dick. That is weird. To Maple Leafs fans. Yeah. But Canada in itself is very hyped up about having a team potentially playing for the cup. Um, as it is Canada's sport, but they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 93. I was going to say, wow. I was like, you'd think that like Canada would rock at this. But I know it's not like they're not picking people from their hometown or anything, but like it's still... You'd figure the culture would be there to like. The culture is there, but you know, it's just. The talent's not. That's interesting. That's such an interesting stat. Since 93. How many Canadian teams are in the league? Six. That's still a lot. That's like a good percentage of the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, six teams. There's been more NBA teams recently. That one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Raptors, and that's it. Literally. Wow. wow, that's insane. So, boom, there you go. So, that's the best thing I saw this week. Let's move on to NBA, Suns Nuggets. I think the storyline here is Jokic getting kicked out. I'm going to share my thoughts real quick before you guys go. Listen, I'm not going to, like, go storm the castle here about this call. Like, oh, man, you know, you if, th- if this was game seven and, you know, it was fourth quarter and then he got kicked out, yeah, maybe. But, guys, let's not act like the Nuggets were even going to win this yeah. game. Okay, they weren't even going to win this game. Yeah. So, moving on to the actual call now, you don't you don't eject the MVP of the league on that. I'm sorry. It it looked way more egregious than it was. He barely nicked his face. Give him the flagrant one, but you don't eject the MVP in the playoffs. 
I mean, yeah, the call was weird, but like you said, I was just at the point where everyone was like, oh my God, they're like, Jokic is getting heated. He got ejected. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I mean, they got swept, so I didn't really care a lot about the series. Yeah. This series felt a lot more like Suns being like, no, we're the shit. We are the shit. It's also like, oh, what happens? Jokic stays. They win by two points, and then yeah. Phoenix wins in five. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. It's like, it's like, who, who cares? Uh, now, if you are a fan of the NBA's rigged conspiracy theory, then maybe. But again, it's like, this, this series this was, was nothing. The writing was on the wall. And, uh, and you know, I don't think the Nuggets should feel that bad about the no, series. No, actually, I wanted to touch on the Nuggets real okay. quick. You yeah, know, well, I was um, about to. They, they should feel nothing but joy about this yeah. And here's why I say that. Look, yeah, you guys got swept. That's not fun. But one, Jokic won MVP. You guys actually got a lot of credit with that. Two, you guys knew it wasn't going to happen. Jamal Murray was out. If I think they played a lot but better than Campazzo, but I'm sorry, but if Faku Campazzo is your starting point guard, you're not winning the also, NBA Finals. Didn't Austin Rivers play like 40 minutes in one of these games? Yes, and actually, I will say another W is they picked up a lot of good role players over the year. Faku Campazzo actually showed that he's a great off-the-bench point guard. Austin Rivers provided a lot of microwave scoring. Um, Will Barton played an amazing game. I don't know if you guys watched this game, but Will Barton was amazing. And then you have all that to bring into next year. JaVale actually also had his moments of playing really well. Then you have another year of MPJ. Yeah, you gotta kind of see what MPJ... Because MPJ was very inconsistent with his playoffs, but when he played well, the Nuggets played well. He was a beast. I think it's a good growing opportunity for MPJ, and then you're gonna add Jamal back into the mix, so... I think really it comes down to the fact that Jamal got injured, obviously hurt them a ton. And if he was here, the series might look a little different. I'm not saying that it would have necessarily won, but there's also one player I was really disappointed with who they need to find a way to implement into the system better. And that's Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Aaron Gordon. I don't know what he got in game four, but in game three and two, he combined for 10 points. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm sorry. You wasted a lot of capital to get Aaron Gordon. He needs to play better. I mean, even in last night, he had 33 minutes, and he scored eight points. That's not fantastic. No. That's the guy you wanted to be the focal point Yeah, Jokic got bumped out of the game. Exactly. So that is the one thing I think they really need to focus on this offseason is how can they get the best from Jokic, MPJ, and Aaron Gordon all at the same time. Yeah. uh, Yeah, but like you said, the Nuggets should feel really good about where they're at. I mean— their best, their second best player was out, and honestly, I think they played a lot better than I thought they would. Like they showed some really good moments, but they met a team that is trying to make some some NBA history right now. And I, I'm not really pulling any particular stats, but I can't remember the last time a team that wasn't like that didn't have LeBron just like not make the playoffs for eight years and then go on to be at this like contender. They look like they can win the finals. Chris Paul had 37 points. Like, it's like, you know, you know, he gets injured and you're like, oh, it's I've seen this story so many goddamn times. And Chris Paul's getting injured again. LeBron's just going to win the finals. It's going to be the most generic year ever. And then they win and all of a sudden they sweep the Nuggets. And it's like, oh, shit, this team's legit. So, I mean, I think everybody in the league likes this Suns team. It's crazy to me, too, because yeah. they're fun. I personally think this Clippers Jazz series is probably going to go to seven games. Yeah. So those three extra games worth of rest, especially for Chris Paul, yeah, are going to be it's phenomenal. Huge. It's very big. And DeAndre Aiden has shown oh, that he's been he insane. can be the center on a championship team. He's like insane. he's played his role. Like, look, obviously, you'd rather have drafted Luca or Trey Young or someone like that, but. 
Let's not, you know, sell out DeAndre. Yeah, and like, and again, will he be number one pick worthy? Maybe not. But if he can be your twenty and ten center that just does pick and rolls the whole game and can just slam on somebody's face, then yeah. Well, I was gonna say to Nate's point, like. You're talking about the two guys that you would have rather had over him possibly being like top 25 players ever at the end of their career. Yeah. So it comes down to like, ah, well, you know, DeAndre Ayton still is really good. He's still a good player. I will say, though, DeAndre Ayton's career could still, you know, take that trajectory. I really believe that, you know, because last year we saw a lot of great growth, but then like the whole 25 game suspension, yada, yada, yada. And then this year now we're playing like with Chris Paul. He really is solidifying himself. You know, if he can upgrade his offensive game to a little bit past the rim, I think we can see him take a jump as the next elite center. Yeah, Chris Paul has a tendency to make centers elite pick and roll guys. Yeah. So it's just it's just Chris Paul doing it again, and, uh, and hopefully he can take the next step. But like I said, this Suns team's awesome. I think we all want to see Chris Paul holding a Finals trophy or a Finals yes. MVP trophy. Oh, he's gonna get Finals MVP. Um, if D book averages like thirty, I don't think. Yeah, they won't give it. To oh, him. I don't know. He was almost. He was like what fifth in regular season MVP. Yeah. Also, they play, if, if they play the Nets, DeAndre Ayton could also win Finals MVP just yeah, on pure literally, numbers. Literally, literally. Oh, um, that's facts. So going up against Bruce Brown as the center. But yeah, as a Lakers fan, I don't know. I'm sitting here one rooting for them because of that again. If you know anything about sports, once you lose in the playoffs, you want that team to win the finals because you want your team to look. You're like, oh, we lost the champions, so it's fine. Yeah, it makes um, you guys. Look make, you're like, oh, well, we just would have lost anyways. Um. But go Suns, man. Go right. Suns. Go Chris Paul. I want to touch on one more thing. The most interesting thing in this series to me was Dame tweeting LMAO after like they got blown out in what the third game, I think it was. I don't even remember. I didn't even see that. Uh, no, it was the second game because I almost I lost by 30. Point. I really didn't get the point of that tweet. Yeah, like what was he? What was he going like, for? Like, like, Portland, like, figure it out. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, is he like is Dame saying that Portland would have done better like how did we them? lose to this team? Like, yeah, I, think. Me, I, I, I don't know. Also, again, sorry to drag on the series. I didn't think I cared about the series, but also for one last thing about the Nuggets, I think they're like a Jay Crowder. I think like adding one more like a Jay Crowder or somebody like that, like a good wing. I think that would really round out their team, and they could be like the Jazz this year. So, okay, that's my Nuggets take. So we got some series. Going on today, we were filming this at 1.40 on the 14th. Today's Monday, correct? Yeah, today's Monday. And we have two games tonight. Let me just make sure what those are. I believe it is Jazz Clippers and then Sixers Hawks. So we're going to talk about those series and how they've been so far. Talon will do a quick recap somewhere in this segment. But yeah. what I've seen from the Sixers bouncing back from that game one, huge. I mean, honestly, like... That fourth quarter and every quarter since, the Sixers have looked amazing. And, I mean, I'm not sure if the Hawks can stop this this force. Hey, to give some credit yeah. to the Hawks, though, man, they're, like, they're hanging around. Like, they have the offensive firepower. Their defense is obviously the uh, questionable piece, but... If they can hang around and just get through some of their slumps and just... I don't know. Just the last two games have not been even close. Ah. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the first game. I mean, you have 16 points and then 16 points. So having a differential plus 32 in your last two games is pretty decent. If, if they don't win this game, then it's, yeah. it's a well, short over. I, I don't know if, about you guys, but I definitely saw this coming right as, you know, Hawks are destroying the Sixers for game one, and then the Sixers have that late game surge, and you're like, you're like okay, uh, okay. But I don't know. Again, 
if the Hawks end up losing the series 4-1, I still think the season was a major success. You made the playoffs, not no, only yeah, made the playoffs, so. but second round. Great momentum for that franchise. All in all, Hawks should feel good about it's where they're success. at. success. You know, we, we don't also be like... They could win tonight. Yeah. yeah. So We're like riding them off. Yeah, let, let's, <laughs> let's not get into the success. But yes, at the end of the day, overall, the season is, is a dub. Um, Clippers, Jazz, kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, the Jazz had such two, like these two dominant games. Like, wow. And even they, they came out super hot in game one or in this game. Three, my apologies. Like Ada run, Ty Lue has to call timeout in the first couple minutes. You're like, oh, dude, they're rolling. And then just after that timeout, Clippers just kind of came out, played really good basketball. Kawhi didn't even play that amazing. Paul George actually stepped up really big. It's going to be a yeah. crucial, crucial game tonight. And also, is Mike Conley ever going to play again? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that situation. Um, guys, it, it's the playoffs. What are, we, what are we saving him for? If he's somewhat okay, I know like the whole AD shit, but guys, this is the playoffs. Play through shit. I I agree with that. Completely agree with that. Um, I also just I'm not gonna ever comment on a Clippers playoff series ever again. I I I, I don't yeah I don't even know what to think. I don't want to touch the Clippers as far as like because right because I want to be like Clippers are gonna lose tonight three one series Jazz are gonna win the series Clippers you still suck but they but it was a super close game the first two times and then they blow them out by twenty six so, so it's, it's like, like oh you know I kind of want to write the Clippers off but then they just do some stupid exactly. shit exactly and so, then but guess what. The Jazz could win the series in five, and I'd be like, oh, that makes sense, too. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, now that the Suns are in the conference finals, I wouldn't hate Clippers-Suns conference finals. I would like Jazz a lot more, because I think both team styles are just really very similar, and I think it'd be awesome. It's They're both, like, team-first mentalities. I think the Clippers... We haven't seen a conference finals where it's just, like, good regular season team, good regular season team is, like, we think of those kind of... Te- you know, we yeah. think of, like, LeBron, KD, you know, that the top two best players in the world type shit... None of these teams have that, and we haven't seen that in a long time. Well, and and so after the game tonight, when you do your recap, you'll have a lot more to say about this. Yeah, so we'll just exactly. save it till then. But I mean, both these series are really going to take a huge flip. Also, John Mitchell's tonight. health is a big question mark. We don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, he keeps situation. tweaking it. I watched. Yeah. I was watching the end of the game yesterday. And I literally turned it off when I saw him like start lipping to the locker yeah. room. Yeah. Like, oh. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is a huh. Dude, I don't care. This is this is gonna be jank. Um, me and A just came back from basketball. Camera's dead. I was gonna use the camera, but you know what? We power through. Um, so give you a quick recap. The Hawks are cold, and the Seventy Sixers suck. Again, I didn't really get a chance to watch this game closely because we were playing basketball. Hooping. We were hooping. Give me that. Give me, we were, give me that. We was hooping. We like that. You know who's not like that? Joel Embiid. Honestly, really disappointing. You know, he went 0 for 12 in the second half and smoked a layup to win the game. Like, that's the shot you want. And, you know, not Joel Embiid's best performance tonight. I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and so, no, that, that was. Uh, I thought you were just messing around. Then you were like, yeah, so anyways, Joel Embiid really played bad. Um... Um, and then we're currently filming this at halftime of the jazz game. And I think we're just going to go ahead and say the jazz lost. <laughs> I mean, what? 44 to 68. Well, I swear to God, you take the jazz players out of Utah and they're literally just a bunch of Chipotle workers. I don't know what it is, but without their home court advantage, they just seem so flat. And also Kawhi dunk of the playoffs. I'm pretty sure he has like all the candidates for that. Oh yeah. 
I don't know where this came from, but I really like it. So Kawhi, keep doing that. And I don't even know what to say about this this series. I guess it's just a wash. We'll start over. Because, I mean, the Jazz are so great, so amazing. And then just... I'm not even sure if this is really the Clippers are playing that much better. It honestly just, to me, feels like the Jazz are just shit in the bed. I mean, going down like 17 points in the first quarter, that ain't even like... I don't know. That to me screams more of shit in the bed other than Clippers are just gods. I don't know. We'll see though. I think it's kind of a mix of both. I think you get the Jazz playing like ass and then the Clippers playing their best basketball of the season and all of a sudden they're up by 40 points. So um, that's it. Uh, I'm really tired and want food really bad. All right. Uh, now that I don't, I'm sure I'm just going to put some highlights over this. Because camera was dead. But okay, that's it. Have fun. Back to the episode. Goodbye. Love you. Well, Speaking of tweaking injuries, the Brooklyn Nets. Just when, just when you're ready to write off the NBA, you're like, oh, dude. There's no, way. no one, no one's beating this Nets team. I'm sorry. After, if you didn't feel like the Nets were unbeatable after those two games, you just didn't watch. They literally looked unbeatable. James Harden was still injured, but it just didn't matter. But boom, now all of a sudden, Kyrie twists his ankle, and this series has completely turned sideways. You know, the Nets were three points away from going up 3-0. But now, they go back to Brooklyn, and it's a 2-2 series. Huge, huge flip. Good on Milwaukee. Their defense was phenomenal. Limiting the Nets to 83 points and then 96. Huge. Also, credit to the Nets' defense as well. I, I think the Nets have been playing amazing defense. Both, like, I mean, looking at those games in Milwaukee, defensive battles. Yeah. So... This is how the this is how it's gonna have to go. 
That's how the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have to win the series. Um, also, dude, okay, one little nitpick I have with uh, ESPN, or who I think it was ESPN who was doing the broadcast. I might look for the clip. Um, after this game, whenever Kyrie got injured, they tried to start this whole narrative on their post-game show of how Giannis, they were like, well, Giannis, they were trying to make it seem like that was a dirty play. And like they, they prefaced it. And they were like, we're not saying Giannis is a, is a dirty player, but here's four clips of him injuring other people. And I was like, don't start this freaking narrative. Don't do no ESPN. Guy, F you for that. Okay. It's, it's a very natural play. We see He's it boxing him out all the time. He's we boxing see him out. players okay. land in like the paint on other players yeah. all the time. This injury is so common. It's not even funny. That was the most annoying thing. But I've seen. you know, now the Nets have a lot of question marks. It's just KD and we're going to speak of narratives. I think we're going to start seeing the narrative of KD really can't win by himself. Yeah. KD. Yeah. KD. I'm sorry, but you want to be the best player in the world. You got to win this series. And even the next without, without, I don't have any sympathy for you at all. I, know Le- I just, I'm just saying, I know LeBron James could take this team to the final. Like, I know Kawhi Leonard could take this team to the finals. But here's the thing. KD has been talking nonstop about for years, even since he was in Golden State. Oh, I just I don't get enough respect as, you know, yeah. one of the best players yep. in the world Absolutely. as the best player in the world. He chance. has not played on a super team since 2016. He's and been on a super team for five years. And even now. then, yeah, that even team then was, was good. They were like right before. So team. I'm sorry, KD, you haven't played on a contending team in what, 10 years the last time Kevin Durant didn't play with at least one MVP was his rookie year. Yeah. Like, okay, again, and I, I know that's kind of silly to say because they weren't MVPs when they were drafted, but, I mean, How young, young yeah. West, Westbrook and young Harden were still really good players. He's never exactly. been on a terrible team. Exactly. And the Nets look, looked really bad without... Because now you're asking Blake Griffin to not just have an occasional, oh, open yam on Giannis. Joe Harris is a guy who needs to step up. Joe Harris was non-existent in this game. But again, you're just... You're asking guys who aren't comfortable being a second, third scoring option. Bruce Brown, like, you're you're asking these guys who are role players to be second stars. They're not that. During the regular season, when we were talking about, like, hey, if the Nets don't win the finals, it's going to be because of their health. And look yeah, where we're at. And, hey, and dude, people are like, like, how could you have predicted that? And literally, we said all year, like, guys, I know it's it's not I had this whole video and I put this whole Nets video together and I talked about how even if they, they you know, everything is going well. And because when honestly, I believe right now, if Harden, Kyrie and KD were healthy, they'd blow through the NBA. And I was completely wrong on that. Yeah. Like I was wrong on that. Because well, I saw what they were with just Kyrie and Katie. They would have destroyed the NBA. I was wrong. But at the end of that video, I go, there's just I just get this feeling that there's something's tiny, gonna go wrong. Yeah. Because there there was two injury prone players and then James Harden, who was an Iron Man. He he never missed games. And then James Harden misses games, and boom, Kyrie one well, slip and, and then boom. So it's just KD. You're talking about another player who's injury prone, and Kevin Durant played forty two minutes. Yeah. He played forty two. Yeah, he's gonna have to. I mean, that's asking for a KD injury. Isn't that concerning, though, that you even have to be like, wow, best player on the team played 42 minutes? Yeah. Insane. It's a very fragile point. So, um, I honestly, if the Nets lose, I'm not going to be like, Nets, you suck. I'm going to hate on KD a little bit because, and I don't want to hear anything from KD about how, oh, we just got injured. Yeah, uh, this is what happens when you're not playing with... Steph Curry or Kyrie Irving or James Harden or Klay Thompson or Draymond Green or Russell Westbrook or Sergi Baca or any of the top 
20 players of this generation. Clay Thompson, too. Clay Thompson. Oh, I forgot about that guy. I have 60 points in three quarters with 11 dribbles. Well said. It'll be okay. Moving on, Luka Doncic. We got a we got our Mavs correspondent here. Oh, dude, we didn't get his jersey up here. We should have had that. I mean, I, I can go that. grab it, but it's not going to matter when he gets traded to the Pacers here in two weeks. We can we can only hope. We, so you know, I, I know you'll be really upset about it, but I, hey, you can come join our wagon. Hey, you know what? I'm a Luka fan, so yeah, it's yeah. it's we yeah. can root for the Pacers together. Yeah. So it's a LeBron thing. It's not See, like, I like I like where this is going. Sadly, it's not going anywhere. Luka isn't going anywhere. I've never seen such blasphemy in the media. Just kidding. I've seen a lot of blasphemy in the media, kidding. but. This, this one's a stretch, guys. Okay. He literally just said the other day that he's going to sign a super max. They're, they're, they're going to be okay. They're, like, I don't know where this I feel like we're wasting came. our time with this. Like, like I, even though I came with the idea, but it's like, I feel so stupid talking about this. Yeah. I'm mad that this has to be a discussion. Like, sure. Four years come talk to me. And honestly, I don't think even like for Lucas career, Lucas seems like the kind of guy that I could see him play his whole career in, in with Dallas. But not even that point. It's just like, let's just talk about this realistically. This wouldn't happen for another at least at least two years, and he would have to decline his supermax extension. And this is the stupidest conversation I've ever had in this podcast because why would the, people don't even like? I heard this and I was like, thank God that like we're not going to take this seriously. And then I saw it on Bleach Report and I was like, guys, what are, what are we doing? The Mavericks as an organization have a lot to figure out. But that being said, they have some good spots. They have a max, but also. Spot. They have a lot of stuff to figure out, but yet they're still our top five seed. I feel like that's almost a good situation to be in. You have a yeah. lot of things to figure out, but yet you're still top five. It's a good sign. You know, you make some good moves this offseason. Maybe you have a decent draft. Boom. Where are they now? Yeah, your second best player was out of rhythm all season in and out of the lineup. And, and again, it's not like it's just not it's not like we're in this Portland Dame situation where it's like, oh, Dame's like 32. He's only got a couple of good years left. It's like Lucas 22 guys. Calm down. He yeah. just started his career. Like this is the stupidest conversation. Let's take it ever easy. Had. If anything, Let's take it uh, easy. Uh, if anything, it would be a lot more like a situation is a Zion situation. Yeah. Where his team Hasn't performed both of his years. They haven't even made the play. And even then, it's like... Even then, it's a stretch. It's his third, second year in the league. He'll be fine. Yeah. Calm down. So, let's not... Look, I'm all for, like, the whole rumors of stars like, leaving, but guys, like not a, when they're on their rookie deals. Imagine LeBron's third year in the league, and they make the playoffs, and I think they lose in the second round or something. And we go, is LeBron going to leave Cleveland in his third year in his league in 2005? No. Why would he do... And then he makes the finals two years later. Calm down. Yeah, let's just do this. Is like something that I don't know Stephen A. Smith would say on a Monday morning to get headlines like, "Oh, I think Luca should actually leave Dallas after his supermax yeah. ends yeah, in five like years." Yeah, this seems like some cash grab to get clicked. Also, I want to mention real quick because I think this happened last week, but we didn't have a podcast last week, so I'm going to talk about it. Kristaps um, saying you felt like an afterthought on the team. Shut up, bro. Oh, dude, yeah. Don't play like an afterthought. Show up to a game well, in the he, playoffs, also, and then I'll feel bad for you every once thing. in a while. You know, he wanted to be a superstar duo. But all the superstar duos have a one and have a two. We all know that. We all see it. Dame and CJ. Dame's the one. CJ's the two. LeBron, AD. LeBron's the one. AD's the two. Devin Booker, Chris Paul. That one's a little bit more interchangeable, but I think we all know that CP's the one and D-Book's the two. Celtics, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. It's, it's all the duos. There's a one and there's a two. You got to be okay with being a two. And I'm sorry, but Kristaps, if you go 0 from 5 for the three in a game seven and only score 16 points, you're not the guy. And if that's how the play was drawn up and you did not like 
that, then I'm sorry, you shouldn't have gone to Dallas in the first place. And I get it wasn't your choice or whatever, but you still should have known going in, like, hey, this is the role I'm going to be playing. I just need to help this guy out. Like, this is my thing with the whole situation is, sure, I honestly genuinely believe Luca has some things to work on. He can have some, like, tunnel vision sometimes, and he can make some wrong reads. But guess what? He averages, like, a 27-point almost triple-double. On a so super it's, efficient shooter. So it's okay. I watched this game seven live, and I thought Luca was playing trash, because guess what? That's how the announcers were talking about it. He had a cool 46. Guess how much Chris Stops had? 16. So if you're frustrated, great. But the person you need to look at is in the mirror. And, you know, I really like the idea of, you know, pairing up these two. But now I really think that they need a very dominant athletic center. I think that is who Luca needs to play with. Boban. Someone... No. Uh, Boban actually was an offensive option in these games, and that is sad. Yeah, no, it was very sad. I think if you get, like, an athletic pick-and-roller to throw with Luka, Mm -hmm. then I think we got a really good pair in the Mm -hmm. making. Just KP's a little bit too soft for Luka's style, and I just don't think that together they will work. I agree. I I agree. Also, I just want to touch on the series really quick because we didn't get to talk about it. Obviously, it was a while ago, but it was really frustrating Team played really good game six. Luca didn't show up, but he just wasn't playing super aggressive just because that's how the flow of the game was going. And it was super close. Then game seven, I was like, oh, team played good. Luca's going to play good. Now everything's going to, you know, they're going to win. And uh, Luca showed up, but then the team forgot they were supposed to play good. And then Reggie Jackson remembered he's Steph Curry from the three when he's playing the Mavs. So. Yeah, Reggie Jackson played well. I've never seen Reggie um, Jackson play well. Every yeah, the Mavs him. ended up just losing again to the Clippers, second year in a row. And it is what it is, unfortunately. But next year, maybe they can run it back and do it a third time. Now, that would be so fun. That would be sick. Also, real quick, I guess we haven't really talked about the coaching carousel that's happening right now. Terry Stotts was fired. Nate Bjorken was fired. And Steve Clifford was fired. So the really big um, coaching candidate markets right now are Boston, Orlando, Indiana, and Portland. And Jason Kidd turned down the Portland job already. I don't know why. That was kind of... He said it was because he felt too much pressure from Dame publicly asking for him, but it's like, Dude, wouldn't you be like, fuck? cool, yeah. Dame Lillard wants me. Yeah, you're literally starting a coaching job where the star player already loves you and asks for you. I don't know, Jason Kidd, grow a pair. Also, now he's interviewing for the Magic. Dog, yeah, why? Jason. Why, what in your mind is like, man, you know what? I, Portland, you know, I guess I have Dame and some other really good options, but... That situation is a little bit too hard for me. Let me go to Orlando. You know, where we're just like flooding with talent. Oh my God, this would be such a great. I can't wait to have Ken Birch as my starting franchise center. I saw the. Or- no, what the hell? I saw the Orlando report while you guys were talking about the series before, and I was like, why the fuck would he do this? And um, now Becky Hammond's hat is finally in the ring. You know, this is the first time. This is the most serious her name has ever been thrown out. Her her name's being thrown around. It was kind of tossed around for a second with the Pacers, but now it's sending one to the Blazers and Magic. Pacers, please do this for me. I don't ask a lot from you guys. Actually, the bare minimum, and I still don't get that. But please, let's sign. Let's. Please hire Becky. Hammond. I really think Becky, especially her first year, would actually really succeed because I think a lot of the players will want to have that, like, let's go win this and have this narrative going as, like, woman head coach. I think the players really get behind it, honestly. Um, I think it's a slam dunk for whoever hires her. Yeah, I, I really think the players would really, like, you would see players fighting for a coach more than you have in a long time because of the historical so precedent I think that so it would too. set. 
And it just as a whole organization, I really think it's a really good step. So I hope my organization takes that. But I'm sure we won't because I'm sure we're going to hire Terry Stotts. And it's going to be fantastic. And we're going to suck more ass. Anyway, let's get into the Euro 2020s. An exciting. Oh, also, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Madden cover. Do we want to talk about that? Since we all know who it's going to be. I think we're talking about football eventually. We can just talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, Lothilio. We'll, we'll talk about Lothilio. Oh, also, speaking of Luca, Luca's supposed to be the cover athlete for next 2K. Oh, yeah. Yay! Oh, okay, but I don't want to get too ahead of that. Apparently, it was a leak, but it looked pretty legit. Well, like, come on. I feel like the writing's on the wall. Yeah. If it's not Luca, they're kind of fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Damn, bro. I can't believe Zion got a cover before Luca, though, if I'm being honest. I mean, mm. not really. It's kind of just how they do it. The it's not cover art isn't like isn't this like this like it's marketing. It's, it doesn't really make sense half yeah. the time. It's and just Zion was such a poster boy, and That's now that New Orleans sucks, he's not anymore. So it's kind of funny. Anyway, Euro 2020, what a brilliant tournament it's been. Both of you guys get on their phone because they don't watch. <laughs> we both noticed. <laughs> we both were like, all right, I have nothing to add. I really, I, I will say, you guys should tune in. I'm tuning in. Oh, hey, also LeBron changes number to six. Oh, yeah. LeBron changes number. Well, they the Lakers like put that on their Instagram. Um, Official. France and Germany play tomorrow. That's a huge game. So let's get into some of the major headlines so far. A big, The biggest one of the whole tournament, Christian Eriksen goes down with cardiac arrest during the game. Yeah, dude. That was crazy. That was a crazy wow. Um, if you don't know who Christian Eriksen is, he's an absolute stud. He's their star player and captain. I mean, he is the face of Danish football. And, you know, he goes down with a super, super scary injury. They're doing CPR on the field. God, just chilling, 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 chilling sights from. And it was in Denmark. The game was in Copenhagen. So it was a home game, man. And then so I guess the hospital, they get him in good condition and they play the game. (laughs) I I think that was blasphemy. The fact that that game wasn't rescheduled is sad. Um, you, you, if you watched the game, you saw when they were warming back up, the Danish players still had tears in their eyes. You know, yeah. not only are you, are you watching your captain, your best player go down, this is your friend. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, a lot of these guys are close. They've been playing with each other for years and years in youth academies. And, you know, you, you just watched a friend have a heart attack and get CPR and get his life saved. And then come out an hour and a half later and play a game. That's a little bit of... of an extreme move by UEFA. I'm a little bit disappointed in them for that. It's like in basketball, if LeBron James had a heart attack, they wouldn't continue the game an hour and a half later. Yeah, that'd be a schedule. That, so I, I think that was a pretty ballsy move by FIFA. I get it. You want to keep the tournament going. Scheduled. But I think cardiac arrest is a good reason to maybe postpone a game. Yeah, facts. Anyway, moving on to some lighter stuff. Patrick Schick with the goal of the tourney. Czech Republic playing Scotland. Congrats to Scotland, kind of. You know, this is their first time in the Euros in a long time. Not a great way to start it. They started out with a 2-0-L, and Patrick Schick out of the Czech Republic scored a beautiful goal. Town will edit in in right here because he's such a good guy, and I'll send him the link. What's his name? Patrick Schick. Schick. Gotcha. Just look up Czech Republic versus Scotland. Gotcha. Super amazing goal. I mean, scores from half. Goal of the tourney so far, and it was in match day one of three. Other headlines, Poland lost today. I'm really bummed out about it. Um, Very sad. Lewandowski, once again, doesn't perform in the Euros. Kind of just used to it at that point. England. So a lot of hype has been around England and also Belgium. Belgium came out, destroyed 
um, Russia. This is not the same Russian team that we saw in the World Cup. England playing Croatia. They played in the World Cup. Huge rematch, and England comes out, just plays super, super well. Raheem Sterling gets the goal. England proving that they are a, le- a legit contender. And that's just all of that in just match day one of three. And then tomorrow... Actually, today, it's just starting now. Spain and Sweden are playing. Tomorrow, the group of death gets going. France and Germany play at two. That'll be an absolute beauty of a contest. So we will move on. But first, we have an ad read from our special partners at Miller Theaters. Caden, tell us what's up. So I don't have anything written down. This is uh, freestyle. We, Miller Theaters, is hosting a festival this weekend this upcoming saturday we will actually be there at the miller fun fest we will yes miller fun fest baby nate and town will be there i will be working at the festival so unfortunately you won't see me well you'll probably see me i'll be sprinting around stressed out yes very stressed out we will be having a fun time yes but stop by and visit there's going to be carnival games uh one dollar movie tickets for any movie you could possibly want to watch um there's going to be local business vendors some food trucks even nate's parents are actually going to be nate's parents chef aristos shout out um and just to get sentimental here for a second, I've been uh, working on this for like a year and a half trying to get this festival going. So, <laughs> so I'm so, so fucking proud of you, bro. I'm so fucking I'm, proud of you, bro. I am so excited to finally nice. see it happen. Um, well, and also there's some exciting news at our table. We may be having a surprise. Well, I'm not going to get into some details. But a silent auction will be done. Big, and big item too. We got a big item. We're not gonna, we're not going to spoil it. You got to come out and see for yourself. But we're going to be auctioning off a large, large item. Maybe you know related to a Kansas City sports team. But hey, we will. I, we find out. we can say this. Um, all of the proceeds are going to Fifteen and Mahomes. So if yeah. you don't donate money, you're an asshole. Actually. Yeah, we're auctioning off something for charity. It's for the kids. When's the last time you auctioned off something for charity? Yeah, asshole. exactly. So, anyways, uh, Miller Fun Fest at Miller Theaters. Catch us there. All your other favorite Blue Springs local vendors, food trucks, whatnot. Um, Saturday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can get gaming wristbands ahead of time. Those are the things you're going to need to ride the rides, the fun stuff. Um, You can get those ahead of time at a discounted price from MillerCurbside.com. See you guys this weekend. Oh yeah, Miller Theaters. Boom. Should, just off the fly, we should come up with like some sports trivia kind of thing. I agree. Yeah, That'd be very we'll, fun. We'll, we're some sort of like sp- spin the wheel or something. Yeah, yeah we yeah. need to cook something up. I like that. We, yeah, we gotta cook something we'll, up. We'll cook something up. Y'all how gotta you, show how up. You, how just, do you just buy a wheel though? Something you get off like Amazon. Yeah, maybe? you'd think you get it off of Amazon or something. Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll try Amazon. Okay, moving on. Julio Jones says Titans, and also actually let's get into the Madden cover real quick. You guys teased it a little bit before. I think this was r- rumored for like the past year, and I think it's gonna come true. The Madden teaser today that dropped was two goats coming out of a barn, and the whole rumor that we've been hearing is it will be a two goats edition, and it will feature Ryan Tom Brady, Fitzpatrick, Dwayne Haskins, yes, and Carson Wentz. Just kidding. Um, it's it's gonna feature Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I, wow, did they just make this? Could they make so it obvious, any more yeah. obvious? Well, there was the leak like two months ago that they were doing a photo shoot together down in Florida, and ever since then it was kind of like oh, okay, so two goat edition, and then they dropped this, and there was like the bigger goat in the teaser, and then the littler goat. So it's like okay, like guys, like I get it. I think it's a cool teaser. 
Um, I, I I will say I'm not sure if this is the exact cover I would have picked this year since Mahomes was just on it. Tom Brady was recently on it. Now it's gonna be sick. Don't get me. Yeah. It's gonna be looked back on, and it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great cover. I really think it's gonna be sweet. I think if you're looking at it, this was probably the only year they could do it if they were gonna do it, just because they were both in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady could get cool. injured at literally any time. And there's a lot of you know question marks about other people that they potentially would have been on the cover. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson is a guy who maybe could have been considered for a cover. Not anymore. Russell Wilson. No, he just wanted to be Well, honest. you don't want a Kyrie Irving situation in 2K18 because well, he yep. was on the Cavs, and then the cover yep. came out. They're like, okay, and yep. then he gets a trade, and you have to do – there was so much, yep. like, tomfoolery. Well, and I think – I think if it was a normal year, in normal circumstances, Aaron Rodgers would be on the cover. See, that's the yeah. that's the one everybody's talking about because they're really upset that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be on the cover. Which I will say, they decided the cover probably about three or five months ago, three four months ago. So it's kind of like I don't know how they didn't pick Aaron Rodgers because they probably didn't anticipate this happening, um, his whole trade situation. But I don't know. It feels kind of disrespectful. Well, to him if a you bit. know he's going to get traded. Actually, sometimes you like because like 2K had Anthony Davis on the cover because they knew he would probably be on the Lakers. So it's like a brand new face. It's a great cover. But like if if we knew that if Aaron was going to be on the Broncos in a week, I think they would love to have him on there because that'd be a great new face. The worst thing you want is a player. The worst thing that could happen for EA is like a player going on a holdout. Yeah, he's not even playing. Yeah, that's that's weird. Well, I guess I'm just trying to think what was going on with him four months ago because it wasn't. Like, he hadn't, like, demanded a trade request or anything yet. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, though. I don't really know. Maybe they just see a little um, more intensity with the Jordan Love And then stuff. also yeah. with this cover, it just gives me a bone to pick with my own f- football fan. I'm Chiefs fan here. Chiefs fan here. Colts fan. We don't care about them. <laughs> um, I hate Chiefs fans sometimes because... People always go, well, the league, you know, for years I've heard, well, the league hates us and just stupid football stuff. Oh, the refs hate us. They're making us lose. Hey, guys. Hey, Chiefs fans. I'm talking to you. We've had the cover of Madden two of the last three years. We are the team that they want to go to the league. We are the rigged team that the NFL wants in the Super Bowl. We are the Patriots. Stop complaining. Thank you. Okay, that well, that was awesome. We're going to move to Julio Jones to the Titans. And you're probably saying, dude, Nate, damn, bro, this sucks ass. I'm so sorry dude, for Nate, you. Dude, Nate, this sucks ass, bro. I'm not worried. And here's why. Listen, it's going to suck this year. I'm hey, sure hey, he's going to torch. Hey, time out. Can we just clip that and yeah, insert it like week seven when Julio yep. and Derek and AJ Brown combined for like 400 yep, yards in the game? And so I know. Ladder, <laughs> I know. Ryan Tannehill's like catching touchdown hey, passes hey, for Julio. Look, hey, look, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm sure Julio's going to have some great moments as a Titan. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. But look, you know yeah. what's not going to be awesome? When you realize, oh shit, we're paying a 32 year old wide receiver 20 mil a year for the next three years holy shit he'll be 35 oh my god and then you get to a point in a couple seasons where you can't afford any of your own homegrown players and you have to let them walk and now you have no defense and you just hope julio jones can still play football so the counter to that would be none of that matters if they win a title this year because i think this is probably the last good year julio has in him this year maybe next year like of like of what we know yeah of the julio jones the hall of famer um so do i think they have that kind of offense i definitely do 
I 100% do. I think Ryan Tannehill, top 10 quarterback. I've been saying that for a while, but um, their defense, however, the, the defense is the problem. Their <laughs> defense is so bad. It's like, hey, guys, maybe you should have traded for, I don't know, Von Miller or something instead of a great offensive player because your offense was already pretty damn good. So do I think they could go to the Super Bowl? Probably not. I could see them in an AFC championship. I can see them up. being one of those teams where you're like, how the hell did they make it to the Super Bowl? You know, like, I mean, they made they an were, off year. They like, were in the AFC championship two years ago. So like something goofy could happen. I don't know. Like, um, I think Titans will be good this year. I think they'll be good. I think their offense is going to be fun to watch. And I think we're on the same page. I don't like hate the trade. I'm not going to say like, don't trade for Julio Jones and all this because but I th- no, there, there I think is negatives of this. There is, but there definitely are negatives. And like, I think we, and I think this year Julio will be very good. I think he'll get a thousand this year or around there. You know, when's AJ Brown's contract up? Yeah. And it's AJ Brown wasn't a first round pick, so he doesn't have no fifth year option. Yeah. So uh, it, it's going to make things murky. I think the really. Titans were just kind of like, Hey, let's make this year super fun. Um, and but they're going the Chiefs route though. Yeah. They're going the Chiefs route. Uh, they're yeah. going. We're going to get all the offensive firepower we can. We're just going to outscore a team. But guess what? They might score forty five, and the p- team they're playing that week might score forty six. So I don't. I will say I don't think there's that many teams in the league that can keep up with them offensively. No, I agree. Uh, I, I think they'll be a good ass team. I think they'll win eleven, the way, twelve, thirteen games with a seventeen. Game if their season. defense is even like mediocre. That changes this whole thing completely because I am expecting their defense to just be like below average trash because they were last year. But if they take a step up, we're having a different conversation yeah. at the end of the year. Does something we just can't predict. Hey, but, all, right. fun and ga- all fun and games, so you can't sign uh, AJ Brown f- an extension. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Just saying. I mean, all in all, uh, again, yeah. Nate's thinking more like long term, as he should as a Colts fan in their division. I think they could have screwed themselves long term with this deal, but sports uh, in general now, I think, is just so short term. Yeah, we think of things as such, just like we can win a title this year, which you know, whatever. Uh, it'll be fun, and I'm excited to see Julio ball out on the Titans. Also, I will throw in real quick: they did not give up jack shit for him, and also that's partially because of his contract. But yeah, when you're talking about a future Hall of Famer who's just like in the end of his prime. Holy shit, you only traded like a second and a fourth round pick for him? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, second and fourth round picks. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it was be. a good deal. Like, look, I would like, and I know I'm very harsh on it because also my team's just now getting to the point where we have to start playing paying players. So I'm actually really glad we didn't trade for him because, yeah. you know, that means maybe, you know, Braden Smith can't be reassigned. Yeah. You know, starting right tackle. So I'm, I'm a big fan of locking up your guys. And, you know, it's just, I. When you have so much money wrapped up in your QB, you know, because there's 30 mil right there, mm-hmm. and now you have 20 mil in Julio Jones right there, Derrick and Henry. boom, you have 12 and a half for Derrick Henry, and so boom, now you're already at like 60-something mil, which is three guys. I will say, though, all-time Madden team. Oh, yeah, they're going to be a great... They're going to be so be really fun, fun to play with. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, they are. They're already fun to play with in Madden just because of Derrick Henry, and then you got... I don't know if he's an X-Factor still? I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm sure he is. Oh, Julio? Yeah, bro. But you know, Madden, they begin. Uh, Tyree Kill didn't have an X factor for like. Okay, a whole well, Tyree year. Kill also was coming off allegations that he. <laughs> <laughs> he had his issues. True. Um, yeah. Julio true, true, just true. like only didn't play two games last year. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be okay, Town. Thank, thanks for looking out for him, though. Fair enough. Uh, moving on, we're going to wrap up today's episode with some NHL news. The Islanders come out in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals and 
they beat Tampa. And, you know, the Islanders play a really gritty style of hockey, but it, it works in the playoffs. And Matthew Barzell is just an absolute stud. He just does just enough offensively to keep his team afloat. And you held such a great team to one goal in the playoffs. That, that is huge. So Islanders take a big step. Now, on the other side of the bracket, you have Canadians and Golden Knights. Is there any legit way that the Canadians win the series? I don't know. We'll find out today at 8. But I think the Golden Knights have a uh, five-game series ahead to go into the Stanley Cup final where I, I I like the Golden Knights winning the Cup at this point because I think the Lightning Islanders series is going to be brutal. I think the Golden Knights will have a good chance to get some rest. And I like how Vegas matches up against Vegas – or not Vegas. I like how Vegas matches up against New York or Tampa. So, the, the Lightning win last year. Right? Yes. So they go back to back. They can go back to back, but they just lost game one. Oh, huge, huge game one That's loss at home. So they just lost the home ice advantage. So it'll be a very interesting playoffs. I'll have more to report, you know, next week when we get a little bit later on in these series, and we have a Stanley Cup matchup ahead. But I think that pretty much does it. Do we have any um, last thoughts? Um, no. Go sports. Go, go basketball. Go sports. Talent, like I said. Um, Sports. Talon had a lot more to say. I'm sure you put it in. Sports about the games tonight. So we'll see. We'll see how those goes. Whenever you guys are like, oh, like do a review. I feel very obligated to like watch the full game and really like. Um, six thirty and nine. Okay, I can do that. I might not catch some of the Hawks game, but the 76ers are probably gonna just poop on them. I'm I'm more I'm more focused on the Jazz Clippers. Hey, it's okay. You'll get the recap from ESPN when they say that Joel tried to. Pull a gun on Trey Young or something. I don't know. That'd be quite the storyline. Yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. I, but they they just they they just pulled that out of their yeah, ass. Yeah, I mean, that type of thing. You know. Anyway, catch us up at um. Is it called Miller Fun Fest? Yes, Miller Fun. Miller Fest. Fun Fest. Miller Fun on Fest on the nineteenth. Miller Fun Fest. This Saturday. Miller Fun Fest. 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 Okay, this is stupid. Ten, 10 a.m. to eight p.m. It's like the semi-pro scene where Jackie Moon's like. Super Mega Bowl! Yeah. Super Mega Bowl! Oh, did Mark, Michigan. Mark Cuban last night on Shark Tank, what he was like, talk about the leftovers? <laughs> Super Cubes! <laughs> yeah, to Mark Super Cuban. Mega Bowl! Right. Flint, Michigan! Just kidding! Blue Springs, Missouri! Miller Fun Fest! Be there! Miller Fun Fest! Go Tropics! Be there, be square. See you guys next week. That was so much...